Welcome to the Happy Sober Podcast. Helping people get back in control of their life, happiness, peace, and purpose, and all without a drop of alcohol. For more information and to book your place on our next free quit drinking webinar, visit www.stopdrinkingexpert.com. And now, here's your host, Craig Beck. Hi there, this is Craig Beck from StopDrinkingExpert.com. Welcome in. Uh, Let me just remind you what we've got coming up. uh, Dublin Quit Drinking Bootcamp, first time ever in Ireland, coming up in a few weeks' time. You want to get your place, do it today. Go to the website, StopDrinkingExpert.com. Also, the free webinar is on today as well. You can register your place right now, same place, StopDrinkingExpert.com. Today's episode is entitled, How to Get Sober and Stop Being an Asshole. And I'll give you the big disclaimer. I'll give you the big warning right up front so you can make a decision right here and now. This is going to offend some people because, well, you know, that's hardly surprising. We seem to live in an era where getting offended is a badge of honor these days, isn't it? Twitter is pretty much just one big digital competition to see who can be more outraged than the next person. So almost anything I say these days offends somebody. Uh, And if you're waiting for an apology, you're not getting one. I want to talk about why alcohol turns thoroughly good people into complete douchebags. Uh, And I'm not pointing the finger at anyone here because this is entirely my behavior from the past, although at the time I wouldn't have described it like that. The truth is, you know, despite what the marketing says, despite what society has agreed, that that alcohol is just this harmless social pleasantry, that enhances our life, that makes us more fun, that lets us relax, all this nonsense. Despite that, the truth is alcohol takes good, decent, caring, loving people and turns them into assholes. And you might think, well, so what, Craig? I I know that. Everyone knows that. This is not, you know, you're not revealing any great new secret here. But this asshole behavior is on levels. And you have below the line and above the line. Above the line, everyone knows about. It's when you offend or hurt someone you care about because you were drunk or you get into a fight or you have a sexual encounter with someone that you just wouldn't have done that if you were sober. But you see, part of my course and part of what I talk about at the boot camp is, is seeing the reality. Seeing what we've accepted as normal for what it really is, and that is insane behavior. You know, when you go into a bar and the barman says, what's your poison? We, we don't flinch. We don't go, what? You're going to serve me poison? We just go, oh, yeah, yeah whiskey. We, it, we ignore the reality. We ignore the insanity as though it's not even there. And this is happening with our behavior as well. And we have this situation now where if you do something when you're drunk, we, we feel like all we need to say to justify is, I was drunk. And that doesn't happen with anything else. You know, if you offend somebody, if you cheat on your wife or you cheat on your husband and they, 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 you know, they speak to you about it, generally people go, oh, I'm so sorry, I was drunk. Like that's a justification. Like that's the end of the conversation. That doesn't happen in any other situation. If you, you know, put on a load of weight and your partner says to you, why have you got so fat? You wouldn't just say, oh, because I eat a cake every day. And that's the end of the conversation. That would lead to many more conversations, wouldn't it? 
Why are you doing that? Are you okay? What's wrong? Do you need to see someone? But for some reason, with alcohol, all we feel that we need to say to justify the horrible things we did is, I'm sorry, I was drunk. That should not be the end of the conversation. That should be the beginning of the conversation. And, you know, the truth is alcohol is destroying marriages, destroying friendships, causing huge pain in people's lives. And, and not just with friends. I, I remember back when I had an office job, I would have many professional friendships, you know, relationships with people who I did business with, but we acted like we were friends, but we weren't really. But we both knew the deal. We both kind of liked each other. We had nothing in common apart from the business. And we certainly weren't going to spend any time together outside of the business situation. But it was nice enough and we both knew the score. And then I remember one case, let's call him Mike. We'd had this relationship for 10 years. Lots of laughing together, lots of socializing for business together. We, you know, we acted like we were friends. And then one night I got drunk and I thought, in fact, I didn't think I knew that the thing, the best thing to do in that moment was to tell Mike how I really felt about him. And I laid it on. I told him exactly what I thought about him. And it was one of those ones where you wake up the next morning and it suddenly hits you, you remember, and you're like, oh no, I have to make the phone call. So I rang Mike and you know what I said. I went, hi Mike, listen about last night. I'm sorry, I was drunk. End of conversation. No other justification. And Mike very graciously accepted my apology. But you know what? I never did business with him again. More than that, I've never spoke to him since that apology phone call. Because I was an asshole. Because alcohol turned me into an asshole. I wasn't fun. I wasn't being social. I was an asshole. And that's what I call above the line douchebag behavior. And we all do it. And you all know that if you get sober, if you stop drinking the attractively packaged poison, then one of the benefits is you lose most of that above the line asshole behavior. But also, you're going to lose the below the line stuff that you're probably not even aware of because there's so much nonsense and insanity around this drug that we're not even aware of it anymore. I'll give you an example. If you drink six bottles of beer with your cornflakes at seven o'clock in the morning, you're an alcoholic unless you're in an airport, then it's fine. That's insane. What? The act, the action remains the same, but you change it to a different location and it becomes acceptable. How has an intelligent species arrived at this place? So that's what I would call below the line asshole behavior. And let me give you another example. You know, when you go to a restaurant and you order wine, for some reason, we have fallen into this world where they don't just pour wine. They, they give you a little bit of wine for you to check it first. And if you think about it, that's, that's insane. Because 99.9999999% of the people in that situation wouldn't have the first clue 
whether that wine is good or bad. They don't even, go, they don't even know what they're looking for. And, and, you know, the wine experts listening now will say, well, they're, they're, you know, we, we need to check that it's corked or not. We need to find out if the wine is corked. Yeah, but they, they still do that even when the wine comes in a screw top. So that, that can't be the reason. And what does corked wine taste like? Most people, the vast majority of people wouldn't have the first clue. But we still, we do this pantomime, we do this theatre where we get a little bit of wine and, and we, we have to swirl it, we swirl it in the air and, and look at it under the light and mm, yes, yes, that's definitely a liquid. Mm, what are we looking for? I mean, that doesn't happen with any other liquid, any other drink, does it? And here's, the, here's how you know that this is asshole behavior because if you, if you change the substance, it instantly becomes obvious that it's stupid. Can you imagine being in a restaurant where the guy insisted on being poured a little bit of Coca-Cola, swirled it, sniffed it, tasted it, and went, hmm, that's a very good year. I'll, I'll have more of that, please. What would you label that guy? Would you say, hmm, he's a Coca-Cola expert? Or would you say, what a dick? What, have you seen this dick over here? <laughs> Except when it with his wine? We all swirl it, don't we? Mm, nice bouquet. I'm getting hints of lemongrass. Most people in that situation wouldn't be able to tell the difference between gasoline and Bordeaux. It's, it's just complete theatre and nonsense that we've all subscribed to to make wine elegant. You know what wine is? If you get a bucket of fruit and you let it rot, the, the discharge that comes out of that decaying vegetable matter is alcohol. This is what we're getting very excited about. Rotting food, uh, fruit in a bucket. But we've got to swirl it to make sure it definitely goes around the right way. Garbage. Total asshole douchebag behavior. And when you stop drinking, you stop acting like a dick in public. You don't ask for your Coca-Cola to be served in a little glass first. But having said that, one of the things I noticed when I quit drinking is some, I missed some of that theater and drama and pageantry and performance of life that comes with alcohol. And I noticed this the first time that I, it was a hot day in Cyprus, like 40 degrees, and my friend and I went to a bar to get a drink and he ordered a beer and I ordered a Coca-Cola. And first his drink came and it came in a frozen chalice, not a glass, a chalice with engraving on the side. And it was crackling in the heat and the barman put it down and it was crackling. And then he picked it up and he, he poured the beer from this swan's neck like pump and it glistened and glowed. And I'm sure there was a choir of angels singing at the same time. And he put the beer down and I looked at it and went, I want that. Not the liquid. I, I want that. The theatre, the performance. Because when I got my Coke, he opened a bottle of Coke, put it in a straight glass, put it down on the bar. End of performance. I felt cheated. I wanted that. So that's not a reason to carry on drinking, of course. But what I do encourage people at boot camp is to not to lose all of that fun and 
magnificence out of life just because you've stopped drinking. There are other ways to have that theater in your life, that excitement, uh, by getting into other things that are not alcohol-based, you know? Um, back when I was a drinker, coffee was, you know, I just used to buy Nescafe, the instant coffee, and coffee was coffee, I didn't care about it. Uh, you know, I had no energy for it, no passion for it. And then I stopped drinking, and coffee became a really big thing to me. You know, I, like, I got a really nice coffee machine, I buy the beans I want from the country I want, and I, I have some of that <laughs> behavior, I nearly said asshole behavior, because it is a little bit, but I'm gonna forgive myself, and I hope you do too. I make, I make it a nice part of my day. You know, when I have my morning coffee, it's a beautiful thing. And I, I like all the passion that comes with it. And I do the same with tea now. There is a, um, there is a shop in London in Piccadilly Circus. Um, in fact, it's Leicester Square. In Leicester Square, it's called TWG. And they must have 500 different types of loose leaf tea. And you can spend hours in there and you can smell each one of them. And you, there, there's some amazing aromas and tastes and flavors. And some of them even have gold flakes infused in the tea. It's like $300 for 50 grams. It's crazy expensive, but there's real sort of theater and majesty about it. And when I'm in London, I love to go to TWG and just buy some tea. But it's a big, you know, I make it an occasion. It's, it's not just throwing a tea bag into a cup. It's making something of it. And that's what I encourage you to do. So that when you take alcohol out of your life, you don't also rip out all of the, you know, embellishment of life. You don't rip out all of the color. You don't want to be the guy who thinks, well, all I can drink now is water. It doesn't have to be like that. Being sober can be exciting, can be fun, can be full of all this embellishment and stuff that, that you love. So thank you very much for watching. Uh, I'll remind you, Dublin Boot Camp, first time in Ireland, coming up in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, then we're in London, England, then in New York for the last date of 2019. Do not miss it. It's going to be huge. Uh, if you are worried about your drinking, then I want you to do two things. Firstly, subscribe to my YouTube channel. Secondly, go to the website, stopdrinkingexpert.com and sign up for today's free quit drinking webinar. And I'll tell you how I quit drinking without AA, without rehab, without any willpower. Thank you so much. And I will see you in the next episode.